is they're telling you this but you just want the facts and that's why you come to me i give you the statistics without spin out of 116 million working age nigerians 35.5 million are employed full-time that's 30 percent. i give you the context i give you the history i fight fake news with facts kayode no kayode, i will i will let you talk kayode kayode i will let you talk if you let me talk kayode that's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. You know, then Sandra all to going beyond the headlines and focus on the facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Happy Islamic New Year to all Muslims who are tuning in. May this year bring you more joy and blessings than any year before it. Second hard fact of the day, INEC will hire one million ad hoc staff to conduct next year's general elections. Uh, there are, uh, these are the people who will serve as polling, polling unit officers, um, coalition center officers, uh, logistics personnel, all that sort of thing. And you know, a big part of rigging relies on these people. That's why every serious political party will be scrutinizing INEC in each state to make sure that their people end up on the ad hoc staff lists. And that's why you should be scrutinizing INEC as well. Every citizen should be watching INEC in their state to make sure that the people they end up hiring are not strong party people of any political party. That's the only way that you can make sure that the ad hoc staff will not work against you, the citizen. There's one million ad hoc staff, but I have one million Lagosians who cannot be wrong. Thank you for listening to Hard Facts. I have a great show for you. Let's start with a big weekend. We'll talk about the police setting up a committee to trace terror funding. Why did it take so long? Then let's talk about the National Assembly wanting to create 63 more federal universities, polytechnics and colleges while the ex- existing ones are on strike. Then let's talk about resident doctors threatening to go on strike. Then talk about a man allegedly killing his brother's wife over a land dispute. And then let's talk about the voter registration incident at St. Bridget's Catholic Church. On Madame Landlord, let's talk about the new Ogun State law to demolish any house in which a convicted fraudster was found. We'll, ha- we'll have that conversation um, from uh, 4 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, we'll talk about the security situation across the country. My guest will be Denis Amakri, former uh, assistant head of the Secret Service here in Nigeria. As usual, there'll be news updates at the top of every hour for you. We've got a big bulletin coming away at 6 p.m. After that, the newsroom will take over from 6.15. But let's get started with the big weekend. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, Lagos. These are your hard facts. Why have the police been slow to trace terror funding? 
Should the National Assembly be creating more federal universities while they are all on strike? Can the federal government keep its promises to resident doctors? Why do family land disputes get violent? And what happened at St. Bridget's Catholic Church? It was a big weekend. Lagos, let's talk. Uh, the police force has set up a committee to improve how the government traces and disrupts the terrorism financing. The IGP inaugurated the 21-person team on Friday. What we know so far is that the committee chairperson is Adebite Olalulu. The committee is supposed to analyze all the data that uh, the National Financial Intelligence Unit collects. Uh, the National Financial Intelligence Unit is the office that collects all data on all bank transactions in the country so that they can spot money laundering and others, uh, other financial crimes. So this committee is supposed to analyze that data from the NFIU. Now, this pol uh, police committee is supposed to examine all of that data because that data is supposed to show how money moves to, uh, to terrorists and from terrorists. Before now, different agencies were supposed to be using this data, this NFIU data, to trace and arrest people who were funding terrorists. So part of the committee's job is to assess how well the government has been using this data before now. Another thing that this committee is supposed to do is create a standard procedure for sharking, for, for uh, 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 sharing uh, financial information. So think about it like this. You have so many agencies working together to stop the terrorists, right? On the financial side, you have the CBN, the NFIU, the EFCC. On the intelligence side, you have the SSS. On the direct action side, you have the police, military, and civil defense. On the legal side, you have the various prosecutors. All of them need financial information about the terrorists. All of them are also collecting financial information directly. The problem is they're not sharing that information effectively with each other. Partly because uh, nobody clearly knows who has the right to know what and at what point. Because there needs to be uh, a standard uh, operating procedure for sharing that information across, uh, across agencies. And now this police committee wants to create this SOP. But the question is, why is this only happening now? Why wasn't this SOP put in place years ago to help our agencies coordinate their financial intel better? I mean, should it not have been obvious that information sharing was not going well? Shasha, better late than never, Abby. Do you agree that this is a step in the right direction, Lagos? We've seen that, uh, um, you know, the government, uh, you know, seems to want to do this. And we have seen uh, what the government can do when the right agency has the right financial information. For example, um, during NSARS, we saw Central Bank go after the accounts of citizens who were supporting the protesters, right? So this new committee, will it improve government's ability to go after actual criminals, uh, criminals and terrorists in the same way can the police own this piece of work effectively do you think 
01465-7190. That's for women. Men, call us on 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080 959 We've got Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. We've got uh, Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. And uh, we are... Uh, streaming on Facebook, by the way, and YouTube as well. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. This is The Big Weekend on Hard Facts. Let's talk. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? My, na- my name is Justice from Sululere. Hi, Justice. Welcome. Yeah. The problem with Nigeria is implementation. I mean, over the years we have we've had so many committees, okay. so many. We, we are not, we are not, we are not in short of, of laws. Committees. Hmm. I mean, there are laws everywhere. We have laws in Nigeria, but the problem is implemented. This thing will come to nothing at the end of the day because UAE handed over some suspected um, sponsors of Boko Haram. Where are they now? Hmm? Right. Yeah, I did. Right. So it's not, it's, at the end of the day, it's just hope and for they, they, they are just doing it to, you know, to, to, to make it look like as if they are doing something. It's not, it's not going to lead to anywhere. Uh, they, they shouldn't deceive us. And for, and, and, and for um, it, it, it's just like these senators that want to set up uh, 63 uh, universities. They are just doing it. All this is just to show or show off. Just to make us make it look like they are doing something. You, you, you have not paid. You have not paid. Uh, what is it called? You have not paid. This, uh, you have not met the demands of ASU, and you are setting up three uh, uh, universities. Who are you deceiving? I mean, come on. This is not. To me, they are just making a fool of themselves. All right. Thanks for calling. Ninety-nine point three. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name? Great man is my name. Great, Great man, man. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I I just want to chip in this that because uh, the police, I understand, they are trying to uh, make sure that uh, people work together mm. in some security forces mm-hmm. in the country work together. Mm-hmm. So I'm just praying and asking that God will help us because sometimes you have an issue, you go to report to the police mm. and most of the time, even the enemies you went to go and report to will, you know, be told that this is the person that came to report you. So we just pray and hope that uh, at the end of the day, that it will not be that some maybe vigilantes get information about hideout of certain, you know, individuals only to discover that uh, they have passed the information to a wrong source. So we just pray and hope that God will help us so that it will not turn you know, the other way around. All right. Thank you very much for calling, great man. If you just tuned in, the police force has set up a committee to improve how the government traces and disrupts the terrorism financing. IGP inaugurated the 21-person team on Friday. The team, the committee chairperson is Adebite Olalulu. The committee is supposed to analyze all the data from the National Financial uh, Intelligence Unit. I told you that this unit um, collects all data 
data on all bank transactions in the country. That's how they know who is laundering money and who is committing financial crimes. So this committee is supposed to examine all of that data because that data is supposed to show how money moves from terrorists and to terrorists. Different agencies were supposed to be doing this before now using the NFIU to trace and arrest people who are funding terrorists. So part of the committee's job now is to assess how well the government has been using that data before now. Another thing the committee is supposed to do is create an SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, for sharing financial information, right? Because like I mentioned before we started taking calls, you have so many agencies working together to stop terrorists. On the financial side, you have CBN, EFCC, NFIU. On intelligence side, you have SSS. On direct action side, you have police, you have military, you have civil defense. On legal side, you have all the prosecutors, right? And all of them need financial information about the terrorists. All of them are also collecting financial information directly. The problem is they're not sharing that information effectively with each other. Partly because nobody really knows, I suppose give you this information or I'm not supposed to give you this information. At what point am I, am I supposed to share this information with you? So this SOP that um, the committee is hoping to create will help to determine what the, the standard procedure should be for sharing that information across agencies. My own question be say, why is this happening now? Why did they wait so long to do this? Why wasn't this put in place years ago? Do you agree that this is a step in the right direction? We do know that the government is capable. Look at what they did with the people who were supporting NSAS. They, they froze all their accounts overnight. These people could not conduct their businesses. They couldn't leave the country. Froze their accounts like this. So we know they're capable of it. We know that, you know, um, um, they can do things with the right agencies and when those agencies have the right information. Will this new committee improve government's ability to go after actual criminals and terrorists in the same way they went after NSAS protesters? Can the police own this piece of work effectively? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. We've got Dominic on the line. Hi, Dominic. Dominic, Hello. hi, welcome. Well done, Auntie Sandra. Welcome to the show. My name is Dominic. Hi, Dominic. You see, I can bet anything. I can bet my life that nothing is going to come out of it at all. It's uh, a mere show. In fact, this government has nothing to offer. They are fair, woefully. It is time for Nigerians to rise and get ready to vote obedience into power. Thank you. I rest my case. Thank uh, you very much. All right. Thank you for calling us. Uh, we've got um, comments on WhatsApp that we'll take a look at in a bit. 99.3, hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, Hello. Hello. Good to have you on the show, sir. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. I'm so lucky today. I just died once on my <laughs> my co-host. It, it's, it's, wow. going, it's going to be a good month, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Sandra, mm? well done for your good job. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, concerning the issue, I don't think the 
all these things that or the committee that they set up that to look into this issue of the people that are sponsoring terrorism and all that. I think it's just a mere show. They cannot do anything. If the government are willing to do the right thing, yes, they can do it. Because we saw how they, uh, they did to the, the sponsors of NSAS, protesters. That's to tell you that the government are capable. So now, why are they not using that same method in which they use to track down the, the people that are sponsoring NSAS for the betterment of Nigeria? Why are they not using that same method to track the people that are sponsoring uh, terrorism in the country? But that's what they want to do now, yeah. now with this committee that they've set up now. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just like they are not going to do anything they, they, there is no nothing good that will come out of this all right thank you very much for calling there are bills on the national assembly floor to create 63 new federal tertiary schools 63 lagos Bear in mind that right now we already have 49 federal universities and 40 federal polytechnics. So 89 institutions total. I've not counted the colleges of health and the colleges of education. But right now, those universities are on strike. All the other tertiary institutions are underfunded. So a lot of Nigerians are asking, okay... Can the federal government afford more schools? Does it make sense to create more universities and polytechnics and colleges and add their operations to the federal budget when even the ones we currently have, we cannot fund? But I guess an equally important question is, why does the National Assembly keep adding new schools? When you talk to lawmakers, they say, oh, it's dividends of democracy. Everybody wants to bring a school to their constituents. Your people will praise you for citing a school in your community. But is it the best way to handle education? Asu says no. Asu says they are already dealing with too many universities. There are already too many universities. Other stakeholders are saying that the problem is lawmakers should not be making these decisions. It should be education bureaucrats who should sit down, assess not just the demand for more schools, but also the resources available. Because the truth is, Nigeria needs more educated people, so we need more schools. The question is, is government in a position to build and run those schools? I think next week we're going to do a big hard fact about tertiary education. But right now, I just want to hear what you think about this bill or these bills to create 63 more tertiary institutions at a time when ASU is on strike. Men, call me on 0140-993-993-993. That's for women. Men, call me on 0700. uh, No, actually, men, 0700-993-993-993. Women, 0146-7190. We've touched two stories. We've got a lot more to uh, take a look at before the time runs off. Let me take a few calls from women. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Yes, um, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? Yes, um, they say they want more universities. Okay, mm. they want more universities. Can I ask a question? Sure. The senators that want more universities, mm. are their children in any of these um, federal universities that we have? 
They want people to praise them. They want people to praise them. Oh, their constituents and all of that. They want them to praise them. But forgetting the fact that their children, non, we don't even have any, I don't think any local government child will have his or his daughter in any Nigerian university, doctors of a senator. They all have the children abroad. So why creating more problems? You cannot even do anything good for the ones you already are in. At the moment we're talking now, they are on strike. Right. And they've been on strike. And there's no year. At my own time, they were on strike six months. Right. And there's no year. Right. two must be on strike. Right. So what are they saying? This is greed. This is just, okay, let me be doing They are not having that. If they have their children in these schools, all those things won't happen. So let's just tell ourselves the truth. These people are just doing their own thing. The main thing they should do, they don't want to do. They don't care. Okay. Fact, they should create 1,000 or 1 million more. <laughs> Thank you very much for calling. Uh, we've got Robert on the line. Robert, you're going to have to give us a call back because we're about to take a break, which means we don't have to t- uh, time to take your call. Uh, Tinder Max says, Sandra, amen and thanks for the prayers. Uh, happy Hydra, he says. Thank you so much, uh, Tunde Max from Badagri. Daniel from Houston says, The government can't do anything concerning terrorism. I'm in the military. I know what I see. That government... Uh, okay. We've ha- we have a, a really strong allegation here on WhatsApp that I cannot read because I have no way to confirm one way or the other. But thank you very much, Daniel from Houston. Uh, for sending your message in. I'll take another message very quickly if it's a short one. Akeem from Ikbaja says, uh, they will use this to intimidate innocent people. If you send money to your child in school, they will arrest you. I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> come on now. Uh, Kayode from Ikotun says, quite unfortunate we don't have formidable institutions to tackle terrorists and terrorism while the agencies for security purposes are duplicated for each other. Let's take a break. When we come back, we've got so many stories that broke over the weekend. <coughs> you don't start this, your waka waka, Abby. Good evening, Uncle. Pa, don't call me that. Huh? Which kind leg you want carry come so? No vex. No be anyhow waka waka. Not in night you are the Let's talk next about resident doctors saying that they want to go on strike. Oh, yes. We're going from underfunded universities to underpaid doctors. They're warning the federal government that they will go on strike again because government hasn't honored their agreement. Because remember last year, um, the Association of Resident Doctors went on strike because they have not gotten their COVID hazard pay. They've not gotten their minimum wage adjustment. They met with the federal government. In December, uh, federal government agreed to pay up. That's how they ended that strike. Um, but now, uh, resident doctors are saying that since December, federal government has not shake body. Seven months. So now they've given government two-week ultimatum to pay up. 
speaking of two weeks, the two weeks that um, the education ministry said they'll use to wrap up the ASU strike ends this week. I wonder how that's going. It really seems that the federal government may be unable to pay the resident doctors. I mean, we're all seeing the debt servicing versus revenue situation. There's a, a cash crunch at the federal level. The question now is, is the federal government taking the right steps to manage the expectations of the resident doctors and also to keep their goodwill? Or has the government simply ignored the situation after making heavy promises in December? By the way, even at state level, there's a problem. NARD in Abia State is accusing Governor Igbazo of owing them 26 months' salary. 26 months. Okay, Zikbazo owing doctors in Abia State. We've been talking about an exodus of doctors, a, a brain drain. And resident doctors are one of the big groups leaving the country in their numbers. Maybe we can see why. 26 months, my guy. Reason I'm saying they work for 26 months and never pay you salary. And yet they show up every day. And you are understaffed as well as underpaid. Do you think the government can keep its promises to resident doctors? 0700 Yes, you can still talk to me about the police setting up a committee to trace terror funding. And you can also talk to me about the National Assembly wanting to create 63 more federal universities, polytechnics and colleges. While the existing ones are shut down. 99.3, hello. 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 Thanks for calling. What's your Evan- name? Evangelista, you're online. Welcome. Please, I support that they should create more university because so many of our children, they don't have school to go. This government will not continue to be a center. So one other government can take over mm-hmm. and repair. God bless you. All right. Thank you, Evangelist, for calling. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello. All right. Looks like we're having some network dropping something, something. 99.3. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. This is Joy. Hi, Joy. I love your voice today. What's happening? I'm not the test of arresting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. See, Sandra. Mm. Is I don't know. To me, just like you ask, is it not a little bit too late for them to bring SOP right now? Mm. If they have, if they are really, um, how will I put it? If they were, if they are truly really serious, and you want to fight terrorism, mm. or even if you have a business, you're mm. supposed to have an SOP, mm. whereby you have different units. All of you need to work in synergy. Mm. Where there's no SOP. Everybody will walk in, you know, so scatteredly in order to please the CEO. Mm. And at the end of the day, it is either the customer that will suffer or whatever they are fighting for mm. will actually suffer. Mm. So this is the reason why we're actually not even getting results. Because each unit is fighting, is working differently. Nobody knows, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Okay, this is where my own stops. This is where your own begins. Mm. Or this is what happens. Or this is what happens. Nobody actually knows. So people are just walking. In fact, you see each other fighting each other. saying, I'm going to sue you. Why did you have this information? And this. You are supposed to have an SOP. Mm. Standard operating procedure. Mm. That is what you need to have if you have a conglomerate, if you have an establishment, if you actually want something to work. But... Look at now, they're just setting a committee to have an SOP. Because this government is actually living in the next how many months? Mm. And now, 
uh, terrorism have eaten deep into us. So I don't even know how this is actually going to work okay. for me. All right, Joy, thank you very much for calling. Joy says, I don't even know how this is going to work for me. All right, let's take another call. 99.3, hello. Hello. All right, sorry about that. Call back if you can. Good afternoon, sir. Oh, good afternoon, madam. Good afternoon, sir. My lady. (laughs) What's your name? Oh, Minka Joe. Welcome. Go ahead. Uh All security. Mm Mm-hmm. Good one. Sandra, there's no there's nothing that is ever too late. Okay. As long as it's going to save life. Okay. That is one. Okay. I don't see any reason why we keep complaining. Government takes this step. We say no, they are failed already. Yes, okay, they are failed. At least whatever action they are taking now, they are going to save life, right? Abi. Abi? Abi. So now for the education sector. Mm. Sandra, mm-hmm. our population is getting to 300 million. Right. We need those schools. We need them. One, to generate, I mean, to create employment. Right. Two, like the lady that called now, some of their, some children find it so difficult to get into some of these federal universities. Right. Maybe this will be an opportunity for them right. to get into a federal university at the right time. And people should not forget that this government has been, uh, for the past several years, creating university. Why complain now? Yeah? Okay. All right, thank you very much for calling. You know, the thing is, um, you, you can successfully argue that we need the schools, but can government afford the schools? Because you get why the schools wouldn't get now. Don't pack up because I like wanting the equipment, the other one, you know. So, yes, you need the schools, but can government afford these new schools that they want to set up? Let me take one more call and then I'll bring you our third story. 99.3, hello. Hello. Good afternoon. What's your name? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Joy Collins. Welcome, Joy. Why bring in other schools? You, the one you have, you cannot maintain it. When you maintain that one, then you bring other ones. What kind of support is that? Let them not build another school now. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for calling, Joy. We saw a shocking, brutal story from Anambra State. A man, George Okoye, is accused of murdering his sister-in-law, Nkiru Okoye, and assaulting his brother, Emenike, over family land. MNEK, the surviving victim, explains what happened by saying, quote, George said right from when our mother, Mrs. Adaoba Okoye, was alive, he claimed to be our landlord. He is not the firstborn, yet he claims the ownership of the entire compound and always fights with all of us. I had not married my wife when this crisis over the position of property started in my family, end quote. So this dispute has been ongoing for years. And now it's led to death. MNEK is alleging that he was preparing for work. Quote, my wife was preparing the children for school and to also travel home for a meeting of Omoata. George and his wife, Uzonda, and their son, Somto Chuku, and twin daughters invaded my house around 6 a.m. on July 19. They overpowered us, beat us to stupor, and left. 
Later on that day, when my children had gone to school at around 7 a.m., they returned with some pe persons carrying dangerous weapons, including axe. They dragged my wife outside the house, hit and killed her with axe and chair. She fell and died. When I resisted their move to drag me outside too, they broke my hand with an axe, dragged me outside, started hitting me with the axe all over my body until I passed on. You can see the cut on my eyes. They left me thinking that I was also dead. But miraculously, I escaped death as some members of our local vigilante group who arrived at the scene drove me to the hospital. End quote. It's a very shocking story. But it's also not shocking. You know what I mean? Because we hear about stories like this all the time. We hear about family land disputes escalating into violence. A few weeks ago on The Glass Ceiling, we talked about a woman whose relatives allegedly murdered her for trying to claim her late father's land. Now, we're not litigating this case, but I want us to talk about this trend. Why do we have so many instances of violence and murder within families? Same mama, same papa, over land. This feels like a, a step-down topic. Maybe we'll make it a step-down topic. Step-down airs um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays after the news at 6 o'clock. So don't miss it. It's a new segment on Hard Facts. It's really good. Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. Why do we have so many instances, examples of violence and murder within families over land and yes you can talk about our other stories on the big three today so far we've talked about uh, police setting up a committee to trace terror funding then we've talked about the national assembly wanting to create 63 more federal universities polytechnics and colleges uh, we've also talked about resident doctors threatening to go on strike and now we've talked about a man who allegedly killed his brother's wife over a land dispute 99.3 hello Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? What's your name, sir? This is Chris. Chris. Advisor. Welcome, Chris. Thank you very much. This Okoye story just made. This is mere wickedness. Mm. Within that environment, no neighborhood, before they, they beat that woman up to, 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 to her death, then vigilante, after, oh my gosh. Well, then the one of Abia, hmm. the governor, okay, Pazo, hmm. for that 20 years, like 20 months, I mean, he himself never gets salary, right? <laughs> the House of Assembly members never gets salary, right? And those doctors, how did they call for 20 years, President Sandra? Not 20 years, so 26 months. <laughs> oh, I keep on mentioning years. <laughs> 20 months. Hmm. How did they survive? That's a good yes. question. How would they relate with the patient? Then for police setting up um, to investigate who fund whatever. The ones they give them the list, about 400. And they hearing about the zero they change people, they arrested, or they find out that they are the sponsors. What is that? Oh, ah, Chris, your line has broken up. Oh, sorry. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's good your afternoon. name, ma'am? from Bambay. Welcome. Welcome. Sandra, concerning these doctors, issue, every year doctors are always going on strike. Mm. I don't know what the federal government is doing. Because they will treat them, they will come up, okay, fine, we'll agree with them, go back. 
Why making the promise when you know you won't do anything? You tell them go back, and in your mind, you know that let them go back, we won't pay them their money. They are working for their money for God's sake. Mm -hmm. And you are not giving them this money. Mm -hmm. What is this government for? For example, I don't understand. And you are planning to set up many schools more. We will go there and teach. Have you paid the lecturers that are on strike now? The students are on, I don't know what they are doing. They are home now, and you want to put more schools. They are not paying doctors. So how, what is the country doing right now? And I'm really tired. Bye, thanks for calling. We've got uh, Imor Dan on Facebook who says, the problem we're having is that we don't know what our problem is. The schools we have are not working, yet they want to bring more schools. Where is National Assembly when ASU planned for strike? Nigeria doesn't need more vers varsities, rather sustainability of the varsities we already have. All right. John Bishop Jem says, federal government has come out to say they know those sponsoring terrorists. The government of UAE had named some people and uh, the federal government kept it a secret. What is the police setting up committee for? Sandra, the proposed creation of more universities is the price we have to pay for having an exponential population growth. The birth rate here is beyond alarming. Funny enough, one of our topics, why I beg to differ in August, is that government should regulate how many children couples can have in their countries uh, it should be an interesting debate i bet to defy returns uh on the 8th so next week monday we'll have the very first playoff match right here on 99.3 at 4 p.m don't miss it and then uh, the second playoff match will be on tuesday then the round of 16 matches will start on the 15th of august um 2022 Yes, so back to Richard in Lagos. Richard says, Newton's third law is that action and reaction are equal and opposite. The more we as a people continue rec to recklessly procreate, the more we force the government's hand to please the people at the other end to the detriment of our national purse. It is what it is. All right, Richard, thank you very much for your message. Uh, this one says, I don't enjoy Chris's comments whenever he calls a beg. It's a shame that we're talking about this committee on radio. How did the committee assist with the tracking of NSAR's sponsors? The fact that we are talking about it on radio is a success for them because it doesn't make sense. There is no will to do anything against uh, insecurity. Uh, okay. All right, Keno. Keno, thank you very much for your message. Who's, who is Chris? Why don't you enjoy uh, Chris's comments? We've got um, more messages here. Nigerians can complain. Eh? Gosh, nothing government will say that people won't find something to grumble about. Banokada, they complain. Katia boys, they complain. I'm not a fan of this government, though, but people should critically think well about issues and not just grumble about everything they hear. Mm. We've got more people sending us messages. Uh, Chijoke says, uh, Sandra, please translate the meaning of Ikbazu to your listeners so they will understand why Governor Ikbazu has not paid. Okay, Ikbenazu. <laughs> I'm not even sure I know the meaning of that. Maybe an Igbo person will call and translate for us. We've got someone who has sent us a message from Abiokuta. Aladesha Luina Abiokuta says, The committee recently set up by the police to effectively address the issue of terrorism ravaging the entire country will end up like other committees that we've had in the past. Political corruption and uh, lack of patriotism in the country won't allow the system or any good plan to work. It's unfortunate that nothing much has been done to fight these devils. All right. Thank you for writing us from Abiokuta. Hello. Thanks for calling us. 
Yeah, Sandra, call back. Ah, Chris, you've called before now. Let's let other people call. Now, now people like you, they clog up phone lines for new callers. 99.3, hello. Hello. Thanks. Sandra, good afternoon. This is Paul from Egbeda. Paul, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. Sandra is, is really very funny. You know, sometimes I begin to imagine whether this part of the world is in reality of today. Or we are just existing outside the realities of today. How can a state governor own medical doctors 26 months salary? Hmm. I mean, it's unhelpful. I mean, you're endangering the lives of people. How can you own a doctor and expect him to function effectively? And you, you, the same governor will have the courage to stand in the public and talk about politics? This is unbelievable. I'm telling you, this is absolute wickedness. It's, it's, it's going. It, it makes me feel so bad. Thank you. Thank you for calling. 99.3, hello. 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 How are you, sir? What's your name? I'm fine. First time caller. Welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, um, I want to talk about this police committee. Which committee do they want to set? Is it committee that police will shop? Since when they said they put uh, 20, uh, uh, 20, waiting, waiting, uh, what they put for their salary. Up to today, they don't pay them. If they say they collect private, they collect private. Which one? They don't pay them that money. They are setting committee for uh, waiting call. Maybe money, well, maybe money could just pass it to do work. Huh? Okay. Help us tell them. Tell them, make them pay that money. If not, I will not know. Okay. No All right. Thank you very much for calling. Let's speak with Anthony, and then I'll bring you our final story on today's big weekend. Hello. How are you? Good afternoon, Madam Sandra. Sandra is just mm-hmm. fine. Welcome, Anthony. Yeah. Please, uh, I'm talking on tracking those who sponsor uh, terrorism. Uh, Mm-hmm. Now, what of those ones the, the, the EAE reviewed about? What is done to them? Nothing is done. Nigerians, we, don't, we have not heard what is done to them. Now they say they are tracking. Do they track and they leave them go? Or do they track and deal with them? That's my question. All right. Thank you very much. Well, I remember that uh, the presidency at the time said that uh, there was no point for Nigerians to know the identities of those people, that they were still conducting um, investigations and that they didn't want the other people who were, you know, in their networks to get wind of their investigation. But yeah, let me bring you our final story. This was another uh, a big story that broke over the weekend. Um, this one happened or didn't happen at St. Bridget's Catholic Church, Ijeshas. On Friday, INEC officials were at the church to conduct continuous voter registration. Everybody agrees that that particular part of the story happened. But beyond that, nobody agrees on the facts. So let me tell you what all sides are saying. And you will be the judge. First off, we heard from the worshippers. The worshippers claimed that while the CVR was ongoing, some alleged thugs burst into the church, allegedly took the machines away. They claimed that the police eventually showed up, took the INEX staff away for the uh, protection of the INEX staff. 
Then we now heard from Ben Hundei. Ben Hundei is the spokesperson for the police. Ben said that the worshippers are spreading fake news. According to Ben, the INEX staff were not supposed to be at the church. He says that the correct location for CVR that day was Imam Thani Street in front of House 9A. Hundai claims that a neighborhood volunteer misdirected the INEX staff to come to the church. Hundai also said that it was not thugs who took the equipment. Instead, he says that people in the area called the police and the police came and took the INEC officials to the station and then let them go to the correct location. Some church members are pushing back on the police account. They claim that INOC officials had come to the church the previous Sunday but couldn't finish registering everyone. And so according to these church members, their parish priest coordinated with the INEC staff to come back on Friday. Meanwhile, INEC has said that none of their staff was arrested. That seems to be in response to some critics of the St. Bridget's uh, 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 Church. Those critics are claiming that the church colluded with INEC staff, uh, staff to divert the registration uh, to the church grounds. They were claiming that the police came and arrested the staff. But now INEC and the police say that it wasn't an arrest. But INEC also seems to disagree with the police about what happened next. The police is saying that the church was the wrong center to begin with. But INEC seems to be conceding that it was a legitimate center, but that it got too rowdy. Adenike Oriowo, INEX Lagos PRO said, quote, we have moved the registration center in the, the registration in that center to another polling unit in the area, and our officials have continued with the registration. People should be patient. We shall register as many people as possible. If people continue to disrupt the process, the opportunity to register more people before the deadline will be interrupted. End quote. I want you to notice the language there. INEC said they moved the registration to another polling unit. That seems to mean that the church is a legitimate polling unit and registration center. And INEC is also saying that the registration at the church was, quote, disrupted. That's the word they used there. So if people continue to disrupt the process, I'm trying to get an interview with INEC and the police and the parish priest to get to the bottom of all of this. But this is all that we know so far. So you've heard from the church members. You've heard from INEC. You've heard from the police. How do you see what happened on Friday here in Ijesha, Lagos? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. Facebook Nigeria Info ninety nine point three. You can also share your thoughts with us uh, via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is oh eight oh nine five nine seven five eight oh five. Let's talk to you. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Hello, welcome. Hello, Sandra. Good to have you on the show, sir. Honestly, to get you, eh? Ah, <laughs> My name is Joshua. I'm calling you from Alagbado. Joshua, welcome. Ah, Omo. This is our leaders. I don't know where if they break. They will just give us one topic to be discussing about. <laughs> hmm? Is it, is it not time that we, we get rid of them? We are tired of uh, talking, talking, talking. In fact, we are tired. Uh, we are tired. They should wake up. Eh? 
I want to buy three plantains. They are telling me 1,000. Something that have never happened, and they are telling us the university. And people that finish university, I know two people that they, they didn't even have work. Eh? So what's setting up university when the, 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 the one that we have already is not well funded and they, they are still owing salaries and they can't just or on Nigeria or Tisua, we are tired. Don't be tired, don't be tired. Thanks for calling. John in Ogba is on the line. Hi, John. Yes, I'm cool. Sandra, how are you? I'm very well. Welcome. Okay, thank you. I want to tell on the establishment of universities. Okay. Hmm? Okay. It's not the establishment of universities that is our problem. Though it is not a switch, but they should prioritize the idea of improving of the quality of uh, universities we have now. And so that uh, the, the establishment of universities should be secondary. Where are they getting, where would they get the money from? That's number one. You see, let me shock you. Eh? My friend that lent uh, some years ago, that lent uh, this road bank, side bank, where we were going to school, travel to London. Mm. Before they arrived at London, he made 400 pounds mm. from his handwork. Mm. Why we that are, uh, we say we are well read, we learn, we do whatever, we are living, we are, we are unable, we, we depend on many other jobs before I return. So, hello? I'm here, I'm listening. Uh, so they should leave more emphasis on the uh, on tertiary institutions, polytechnics, and equip those ones uh, that are into practical training, and so that they can come out and be sound. Okay. And uh, that that is it. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, John from Ogba, for sharing your thoughts on the show. We'll take a break. When we come back from this break, I'll take messages from social media, and then we'll call it a wrap on the big weekend. But. We'll go to Ogun State for Madame Landlord today. In Ogun State, uh, the government there uh, has a new law to demolish any house in which a convicted cultist uh, was found. What do you think about that? From 4 o'clock, we'll have that conversation. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. More conversation, more talk, more right after this. The Peter Mufai Summer Clinic is back. Parents, guardians, or institutions, get your child or pupils engaged this summer with their preferred summer event, such as football, basketball, taekwondo, and lots more. Allow us to do the work in helping them realize the potentials in sports. Register and learn about leadership skills. Enjoy the drills and thrills with professional, fun-based trainings and games. Join and be trained by true legends of the game, such as Peter Rufai, Pataya Mao, and experienced coaches. 2022 Summer Clinic is about to be lit. Peter Rufai Summer Clinic starts on the 28th of July through the 13th of August 2022 and it's all happening at Omole Phase 2 Sherry Lagos. Registration is open to both boys and girls between the ages of 3 to 17. For more information participation and sponsorship call 0810 0508 0744 or 0905 221 3920 or send an email to staffofficials at gmail.com. Supported by Cool FM, Nigeria Info FM, Wasobi FM. Brought to you by Star Sports Development Limited. Security is guaranteed so don't worry. PRMB SSA. It takes a champion to make champions. See you there. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We are back. We're back on 99.3 Nigeria Info. 
Hi, Sandra Ezekwesili. We've got four minutes before we have to pivot to Madame Landlord. So here's a message from Godwin Praise in Yaba who says, bringing in new universities while they can't manage the ones we have, Auntie Sandra is a no-no for me. Asu has been on strike for six months. They should first settle Asu to start with. All right. Caesar says, Almagiris believe in making children without having the capacity to feed or care for them. They are not educated. Now it hurts me because that's exactly how our fully educated legislatures think. You want to make more children even when you can't care for the few you have. It's pathetic. You want to create more universities so it can deteriorate like the old ones. All right, Caesar. Um, so it's not only Almagiris that, um, you know, have children without the capacity to feed them. That's a problem that is prevalent all across the country. You know, it's happening here in Lagos. It's happening in my state, Enugu. It's happening in River State. It's happening all over the country. People are having children that they cannot take care of. It's a problem. It's why uh, family planning is so big. People continue to preach about family planning, about having the children that you can take care of. So I have a problem with the example of Almagiri because this is a national problem but um the rest of your of your point stands we've got uh moses kama from ann city where's ann city who says if we believe that the country will bounce back from these economic problems and fund its institutions let us build more universities to accommodate more students okay peter yorinde says sandra uh nigeria <laughs> On land matters, I will tell you how mine was solved in my family. Mm. There was a lot of Dobale and Emma Binusa that went on. We then reconstituted family structure of which the head of the family must be a middle-aged man, not the eldest. The eldest are used as the highest order of consultancy when the Wahala goes beyond Oloribi. Okay. Thank you, Peter. Uh, we've got a message here. My issue, why do we set up committee for everything? All right. Someone's asking grumble. Okay. <laughs> AA from Adagri says, I greet you. In fact, I get angry here. Our complaint will take us anywhere. You can see that people who know nothing about security are now commenting what they don't know. Now, what for also Triple uh, A from Ojo with that message. Timothy Inekaja says, believe it or not, Sandra, before the committee comes out with their report, uh, their tenure will be over. And then that's how you hear how many billions was used to set up the committee. <laughs> Here's a message. Uh, the thugs are always afraid. That location part of Lagos. I remember one election that people in that location decided to vote Jimmy. The thugs disrupted shooting guns in order, to, uh, in order for elections to not happen um, there. Mr. C says, during the 2015 election in our polling unit, the then opposition party saw that they were losing the poll. They came to our center to destroy ballot. However, we overpowered them and they succeeded in snatching the camera that was used by one of us. When the police came, we identified them. They bribed the police to release them. The police later begged us to let the matter rest because the boys were backed by the national leader. This is the new method of rigging, but this time they will see fire for fire. We will vote and defend. Mr. C with that message there. I shall hope that vote and defend does not include violence because violence is something I cannot condone, I cannot endorse, I cannot permit. So please, find a way to do it without violence. Peter from Alaba says, please... Uh, that they have to impeach the member of the government house in Abia State. Why will such a person still be in office, Peter? 
your guess is as good as mine. Benny Negueda says, um, on the incident that took place in the church in Lagos, I don't envy the police spokesperson's job. I cl- clearly sympathize with the young man for doing uh, the dirty job of lying on issues that is glaring. All right. That's the time I have. I will bring you business news. When that is done, we'll bring you uh, Madam Landlord. Lagos, don't go away. It's four o'clock. Four o'clock. And I want to assume that you would run because I want to give the listeners context for the conversation. In 2019, you were running late to um, Atiku Abubakar. What did you learn then that you will not repeat this time? Yes, when is the president coming out to address us? There's a few things. One, I have a burden and a passion for young people. The fact that you have elected a man does not mean then you begin to order him around. The president will do whatever is good for the country at any given time. Mr. Adeshino, isn't the president responsible to the people what should the next president do to root out stakeholders who are complicit you fire those those that need to be fired are fired it's looking like a brand new chelsea attacking with so much fluidity and what can you say about that martin i know you follow chelsea quite closely i live close to the chelsea training ground that's what you mean by that i'm not <laughs> a chelsea.